Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay. It's Wednesday, July the 7th, a huge day for England fans, and we will be previewing the Euro 2020 semi-final with Denmark a bit later on in the episode. But first up today, we're going to be chatting about fly tipping. It's actually one of our most read stories on Kent Online today. And it's where you can see pictures and video of how people have tried to catch those who blight the countryside red-handed. Farmer Steve Jones was so fed up with people dumping waste on his land near Mepham, he used a couple of tractors to block a lorry that had been used to transport rubbish. His son Joss joined him and has been speaking to our colleagues at KMTV. It's it's heartbreaking um, because you know from every angle you're getting almost, it feels like you're being punished for something that, for being a victim. Um, you know, we're, we're going to have to pay for that. We're going to have to pay to have it cleared up. And that just doesn't seem fair to be punished as a victim. Um, knowing that someone's broken into your property, uh, knowing, someone, knowing, knowing that we've got to pay for that, knowing that someone's ruining the landscape, ruining everything that you work hard for, it's, it, it's heartbreaking. We're probably a victim of fly tipping um, five or six times a year. Um, normally it's something small that we can clear up ourselves, um, but becoming increasingly common that it's something large like this obviously we have to pay for it um someone has to have someone has to clear it up by hand that's going to be me um i know that there's all sorts of detritus in there um because i've been through it myself um yeah quite often it's in it's in field gateways so we can't access them um quite often it's in the road so i can't access where, where i'm trying to where i'm trying to go um and especially around here where it's single track lanes if there's if there's something blocking a lane i just feel sorry for um, people that live down that lane, let's say there's an old lady that needs an ambulance, what's, what's, what's going to happen there? I would love there to be more prevention measures in place, but, but uh, we've had cameras up before and the cameras have been stolen. So <laughs> where do we start? And We can't be everywhere all the time. And unfortunately, it's having to, having to come down to moments like this where we're putting ourselves on the line, um, trying to stop this. And I, I, that doesn't, doesn't feel right. Um, but... If you can give me a solution, I'll take it. Another man who only wants to be known as Colin decided to follow a vehicle he suspected of dumping waste at Bluebell Hill and caught them on camera. He's told Kent Online residents are all totally fed up with the fly tipping. There's often six or seven dumps of rubbish down the road at any time. While Gravesham Council have told us they're investigating what was dumped on the farm, police are also looking into it as well. It really is a big problem across Kent. We'd like to hear your stories. You can leave your comments at Kent Online or via our socials. Kent Online News. Two men who stole a cash machine from a newsagent in Norfleet have been jailed for a total of 22 years. At Kent Online, you can see the moment they ram-raided the store on the High Street in 2019. They also robbed another shop in Ebbsfleet and targeted several homes in Gravesend, Dartford and Mepham. Two people have been charged after a 17-year-old boy was stabbed near Gravesend. He was flown to a London hospital after it happened in Haynes Road in Norfleet on Sunday. He's now thought to be in a stable condition. Another 17-year-old boy and a 24-year-old man are due in court. A fraudster from Canterbury who spent 10 years on the run from police has been ordered to pay back nearly £3.5 million. 56-year-old John Dalton, who was born at Paul Kemp, is serving a five-year prison sentence after taking part in a complex VAT scam. He was arrested in Spain back in 2017 and could face another 10 years in jail if he doesn't repay the money. 
A Kent family who lost their home in a fire say they're now having to share a single room. Emma Baker was woken up by her eight-year-old daughter who raised the alarm when the blaze broke out on Atley Avenue in Aylsham last month. The mum, dad and two children are now staying with her grandmother. The council say they're working to find them somewhere else to live. Meantime, a Kent farmer whose livelihood was destroyed by a grass fire says he feared it could have cost lives. Five fire engines were sent to Geoffrey Philpott's farm in Broadstairs last August. August, where a blaze quickly spread across the land, including a field full of horses. He's still recovering after losing his crops. So I was actually, uh, a few of us are working away from the farm. Um, I got a phone call to say that the field was on fire and really within about 10 or 15 minutes I got back to the farm and within that time the fire had spread across about 14 acres of corn. The fire, it takes no prisoners. We've got animals here um, and we had a field next door full of horses um, and the fire just destroyed the fence and suddenly you've got a whole load of animals scared obviously because of the heat and the flames. Nothing sort of prepares you for sort of first-hand experience. It's, uh, yeah, you know fires can and spread very rapidly, um, but actually seeing it unfold um, uh, at your home, it is just incredible. It's not just a field that's um, um, burnt to the ground, it's all the products you've produced, it just destroys everything. Always when, when something like this happens, you just have to take stock and go, well, at least no one was hurt, uh, we're all still here, uh, it can be rectified. Um, you just lose sort of six months of your life trying to reset to where you were before the fire started. Well, Kent Fire and Rescue are urging us to be careful as most grass fires happen during the summer when the weather is warmer. Kent Online reports. Now ahead of the big game tonight, one Kent family will have very split loyalties. England take on Denmark in the semi-finals of Euro 2020 at Wembley, the first time they've reached this stage of the tournament since 1996. Katrina Armstrong lives in Gillingham. She grew up in Denmark and is married to an Englishman. Well, she'll be at Wembley tonight with her hubby and their two children. Because of the travel ban, no Danes were allowed to travel from Denmark um, to UK to see the match tonight. So the Danish Football Union um, allocated all the tickets that would normally have gone to the ticket, to ticket holders in Denmark to English or Danish people living in England. Um, so we were quick on Sunday to get registered and we managed to get four tickets. And they sold out record time and they even added another couple of thousand. So I think there's about 8,000 tickets sold to Danish people alone. Obviously with perhaps like in our situation where my husband's English, so he will be the English one. My kid's obviously half and half. So we will be sitting at the Danish um, fan part of, of the stadium and he will be, you know, be part of that as well, which is going to be very interesting um, either way. <laughs> Absolutely, because I'm assuming you're 100% wanting Denmark to win. I'm guessing you want <laughs> England to win. Uh, what about the children? Do they have split um, loyalties or? They're really good loyalties. I think they're really no. They actually they're really sitting on the fence. They're being really diplomatic as it is at the moment. And um, I can't always read them. I think they're just super excited to have this opportunity to go to see such a amazing game and also because it's so fun for them that because whatever the outcome is they'll be having a winning team I guess so it's going to be really good you know and fantastically fun you know thing to do as a family and also the camaraderie already amongst all these Danes which I know a few going up there I know there's quite a lot of Danish people living in England and um, but we're having all these Facebook pages and everybody seems just best buddies already because I think you just become a strong patriot, especially Denmark is such a small country. And for many of us, we live here and we have our families here, but there's nothing like um, going back to your roots and where you come from. And I think that's such an important thing. And I, hopefully we can 
show tonight that, you know, let, let England know who we are. <laughs> Absolutely. And as you say, the children there, they're going to be happy whatever happens. What about you and your husband then? What do you, what do you think is going to be happen? We have this kind of spirit that obviously I'm 100% for Denmark to win, you know, that would be amazing. But on the other hand, if England does win, I mean, we have something else to look forward to because then we just swap sides and then we cheer for England all the way, of course. Um, it's, there's not going to be any sort of bad feelings, but I would love when, I, you know, obviously I would love Denmark to go all the way as much as the English would do the other way around. So, um, but I think the pressure is going to be on my husband sitting there if, um, if England score and he have to kind of like, I don't think he's going to tone it down, but he's going to sit amongst a lot of Danish people. But there will be more in, in you know, in, in our situation with um, English spouses. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see. Meantime, if you are heading out to watch the match, Kent's health bosses are urging you get tested for coronavirus before and afterwards. The county council say home testing kits should be used to stop COVID spreading. And the ambulance service that covers Kent also wants us to be sensible tonight. CCAM are expecting a surge in demand, but are asking us to be responsible and look out for each other. Kickoff is at eight o'clock. We'll have a bit more in sport in just a bit. Controversial plans to sell alcohol at Walmer Putting Green have been given the go-ahead, but the company that runs the site near Dover say they won't serve alcohol between May and August in the paddling pool area or any time it's open. It follows concerns about water safety if parents are drinking while looking after children. Starbucks has opened a new branch in Seven Oaks. It's on the high street and has created 11 jobs. The coffee giant's also offering free reusable cups to random customers every day for the first week. And a huge sculpture of the earth is going to be on display at Rochester Cathedral next year. The replica's been made using NASA imagery by the same artist who created one of the moon, which brought 100,000 people to the cathedral last year. Gaia will go on show in February. Kent Online Sport. As promised then, more now on England's Euro 2020 semi-final clash with Denmark tonight. And we've been hearing how their success so far is inspiring young footballers in Kent. The three Lions have reached the last four at a European Championships for the first time in 25 years after beating Ukraine 4-0. And Mark Kensley, who's the under-13s coach at Rochester United, says it's exactly what grassroots clubs need. It just shows that if you have belief and you have togetherness and all that sort of stuff, that you can you can achieve things. And, and I think that's what kind of Gareth Southgate's installed to, into his team, which is good. The, the, the team bond that the England team have is you could, it's quite clear to see. It's unbelievable, really. It's just like having a team in a club level, really. And so how do you think, when, you know, when a youngster sees that, you know, in Kent grassroots level, what kind of impact do you think that could potentially have, you know, heading into the new season? I think a lot of kids at the moment are suffering with, with confidence and stuff where they have been out for so long. I think that's that's the thing. They have been really suffering with with confidence and, and self-belief. And I'm, I'm hoping that, that something like this will say it boosts everybody. But like you say, it, it means the kids can aim for something and, and, and push them into into a different category of, of wanting to do well. Um, but, you know, not just all about winning, but about wanting to, to do it and, and be part of something good. So I've noticed a, a lot of uh, similarities in, in the England team to what I have in my own team in terms of, like I say, togetherness and things like that, that they, they do, they love to back each other up. No matter what happens, you pat each other on the back. You, 
you support the next one and, and you just you become like a, a family really at risk of sounding like um the, the man from the fast and furious films but it's uh, uh yeah so it is all about that's that's what it's about and it's about giving each other that confidence and that boost and when you're trying to implement those you know key skills does it become a lot easier when your team is seeing england performing so well and they realize okay there's there's scope there's potential here i want to be as good as they are yeah definitely because they're heroes aren't they they're heroes to the children in the, the day they're on every tv advert they're they're on posters they're on magazines or or online you know they play fifa all day long they they set up their teams on on xboxes and playstation with those players so if you can see those players doing well it makes you think to yourself well i can do it it's it's funny because obviously you, you turn up um when we had a, a friendly on on sunday and i turned up in my 1998 alan shearer shirt and all that sort of stuff and the kids thought it was hilarious but it's just it's just having that connection with them and, and giving them that buzz and and making them so just believe that anything's possible all dreams are possible we will of course have reaction to the result in tomorrow's podcast and also in bulletins on our sister radio station kmfm from six in the morning kent tennis star emma Rajikani has been telling us why she had to withdraw from her fourth round match at wimbledon i found it very difficult to regulate my breathing i think that it was emphasized by some very long rallies that we had towards the end of the first set then i called the trainer on and um yeah made the decision at the end of the changeover. The 18-year-old from Bromley had described the last week as the best of her life and says she's hoping the whole experience will help her bounce back stronger. She was the youngest British woman in open era to play in the last 16 of the tournament. And finally, a bit more football. Gillingham have signed a new goalkeeper for next season. Former Peterborough and Accrington player Aaron Chapman is joining the Jills to replace Jack Bonham, who's moved to Stoke. Midfielder Danny Lloyd is also coming to Priestfield from League Two club Tranmere. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening don't forget to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram plus you can subscribe to the im news app which will give you access to all of km group's newspapers just head to subsaver.co.uk news you can trust this is the kent online podcast